Welcome to the Vital Dawn Podcast for Monday, July 17th. U.S. equity futures are mixed to unchanged this morning, so S&P futures are essentially flat. NASDAQ futures are up modestly about 11 points. That's about 7 basis points. And then you have Dow futures down about 35 points or 10 basis points. Europe is down about 50 to 80 basis points overall. Huge underperformance in Europe in luxury stocks. So Reichmann had their June quarter results out this morning. That's a parent company to Cartier and a lot of other luxury brands. The overall sales in the June quarter were about in line overall, but they did see softness in the U.S. So the U.S. fell modestly below expectations. Um, this is kind of sowing a lot of concern that the U.S. is going to be an area of softness going forward for luxury demand. Burberry last Friday morning um, also had softness in the U.S. So LVMH, Hermes, Caring, all getting hit very hard. Remember, these stocks have huge weighting in Europe in a lot of ways. They're equivalent to technology in the U.S. So that's the major headwind in Europe. Tech and basic resources in Europe are underperforming as well. And then you're seeing modest outperformance in banks, along with some of the safer haven groups like healthcare and utilities. Asia was relatively quiet overnight in terms of trading, and the Shanghai Com fell about 90 basis points, and then Japan and Hong Kong were closed. So the luxury news out of Europe is a major theme this morning. Another one is Chinese economic data. So Q2 GDP fell short of expectations. Retail sales in the month of June also were a bit light. Real estate investment fell a bit short. Industrial production for June was a modest bright spot, came in a little bit ahead of expectations. So underwhelming China economic data. I don't know if that's shocking to anyone. You've had a string of um, you know economic releases out of that country that have kind of fallen below expectations. Clearly, the post-reopening rebound has not gone according to plan. Um, the government promises stimulus steps on a daily basis, but you aren't seeing them take dramatic action. So the medium-term lending facility results hit this morning. Um, you know, underwhelming expectations, the net liquidity injection was very small. So, you know, they aren't pulling the types of stimulus levers on the fiscal or monetary front that I think markets would like. They're staying very targeted um, for the time being, you know, as they're concerned about you know, debt levels in the economy and, and real estate, um, you know, real estate excesses, et cetera. So the China narrative is about the same, you know, just circling back to Reichmont, they did have strong um, Asia results and they talked about a big rebound in mainland China along with Hong Kong and Macau. Um, so the consumer is rebounding, but it certainly is just not as robust as people were hoping for. Um, and then Russia, Ukraine. So the main Artery connecting mainland Russia to Crimea was hit this morning with uh, by a Ukrainian attack. So essentially severing that artery. Looks like the rail services is still operating, but the roads have been destroyed. Um, you know, this has been a critical supply replenishment point for Russia to bring um, you know kit and troops to the front lines. So that will impact that part of the war. Um, and then Russia, just a couple of minutes ago, came out and formally declared that this big grain export agreement, which was due to expire today, is indeed going to expire. You know, perhaps this thing can be revived in the coming days. We'll have to see. So wheat prices are a bit up a little bit this morning on back of that news. So you have escalating tensions, Ukraine, Russia, underwhelming China data, and then the Reichmont news out of Europe. So three kind of negative macro pieces of information. But like I said, U.S. futures are hanging in there pretty well this morning. Um, you know, I think the U.S. narrative for now is focused very much on the whole disinflation theme. We're going to see further disinflation. Can disinflation happen without creating obstacles for earnings? 
does the disinflationary pattern kind of change the Fed's calculus as far as tightening is concerned? I kind of talk about all these themes this morning, um, just um, parceling out macro news by kind of the macro one, uh, by the bull and bear case of everything. For today's calendar, there really isn't much on it in terms of scheduled news. You have the Empire Fed report for the month of July, but unlikely to be a major market mover. Um, you have a bunch of economic data this week, but the real focus is going to be on earnings. Um, you know, Bank of America, Lockheed Martin, Morgan Stanley, Netflix, Tesla, Goldman, uh, and a bunch of others. And then next week will be the peak volume week of earnings. And then you have a ton of central bank decisions next week. Fed on Wednesday, ECB on Thursday, BOJ Friday next week. Um, and obviously those are going to be all very important. But the focus this week will be uh, you know, just on, on more earnings reports for Q2. So that is everything for today, Monday, July 17th. Thank you for listening.